Oh my goodness. If you all knew what it took for Heather Hoffman and I to arrive to this moment, you would be smiling and laughing like she and I. But thank you, Sister Activation Vibration, for gracing Ceremony Circle with your presence today. Such an honor. And I love that it took so much for us to align in this moment. It's very special. It is very special. And I was also thinking that I think we've had this on and off the books for probably more than a year. I, I think that's safe to say maybe even a year and a half. And the fact that, and we won't get into it, but yeah, the similar, incredibly like deepest places that you and I are both holding and walking in and traversing the fact that we unite at this similar time in life, it does feel really deep and powerful. It does. It truly, truly does. Where there are specific resonances that I feel like have to align in order for the most potent transmissions to come through. And yes, we could have done it at a different time, but at this moment and this time, it feels very significant. So mm. I'm grateful and I'm excited to see what comes through. Yeah. And speaking of that potent transmission that you just spoke to, I know that that's something, at least from my perspective and knowing you, that seems to be of utmost importance to you. And I feel like while Instagram and social media, I know, is certainly not the end all be all and not your life, while you are on it, I feel you're always so intentional and specific. And I think more than maybe anyone else I know, things have to like exude and feel and be very particular ways. And I, I don't even know what question I'm trying to get at, but I would love to just randomly start here and for you to speak to that a little bit so folks can understand what you're doing and why it's so important. <laughs> I love it. I'm over here laughing because I feel like you explained it so perfectly in the sense of how I experience it too, where it's like, okay, very intentional, very specific. I am exactly emitting a frequency, a transmission, essentially a pocket of reality, a perspective that people can tune into. And because it can be so potent and yet it can also be so distracting, I choose to be very intentional with what I'm sharing. And I intentionally encode frequencies and words, affirmations, photos, even just energies, like even as I'm like actually posting the content as well into everything so that that can be a transmission for people. Because I've experienced it before as well, where there are things that are very powerful and very profound online and then also can be very distracting and even flip you into an alternative loop of consciousness where you're like in a denser, lower frequency, negative thoughts, whatever. That is so profound and specific and potent to me to where I do find that it is very important to encode and intentionally share frequencies specifically through my social media to amplify realities for people. Yeah, I feel like right now more than ever before, transmitting particular medicine codes, especially because there's just so much pain body distraction and distortion, I feel like the way you maneuver it just feels more important than ever. I wonder, are you open to giving one example, like just a random example of one post, like the process of it? Are you aware you can feel, let's just say, for example, that morning you're like, oh, it's all about heart today. I'm really picking up that people need a heart cleansing or a heart purification or an opening. And then based upon that, you pick the photo. And then based upon that, you channel a mantra. What's going on there? <laughs> yes, yes, that is definitely one of the exact processes, actually, where I will just feel into something and I'll just feel like a collective energy that feels like it needs to be shared or spoken on. And then sometimes I'll also have content that I have previously created and channeled and felt of resonance, but it didn't feel specifically time just yet. And so then sometimes I'll wake up and be like, oh, this is it. This is the alignment. This is what we're sharing today. And so it will align differently, but always it is a process of really feeling into what I'm sharing and my purpose with it, my intention, what I want to make people feel with it, not just what I'm going to get out of it or how it's going to make me look, 
necessarily because sometimes I'll share things that I'm like, oh, if someone is attaching this to my personal reality and how I'm experiencing things, they're going to think that I am going through this or this or that I'm and I'm not at all. However, that doesn't really matter to me. It's more so the energy of the transmission, the feeling, the information, and the response that people get from my content. So that's usually like the core foundation of what I'm creating and how I'm sharing it. And then with that, I will even energetically encode my creations as well, where it's like, may all the right people receive this. May they feel so good for it. May it amplify high frequencies of light. May it ignite whatever they're meant to receive from it. And so it is. Beautiful. And hearing you share that reminded me of something I think I saw you speak to recently. And I also, side note, love how you speak to just so many, and they're not quote unquote random, but you cover a lot of ground. And we're going to get to a deep dive with the light language eventually. But before we get there, I do want to cover some of the rando amazing things that you speak to. And when it comes to that, one thing that stood out to me was how you're speaking to being polarizing is actually not a bad thing. And I think that would be such good medicine for people to hear you speak to that a little bit because so many people hold back from sharing anything out of fear of like criticism or judgment. So I think this could provide a mindset shift when you explain the polarization. Totally. Yes. Yeah. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about because people are so triggered by speaking about triggering people and how it actually is okay, where I fully believe and have experienced that being triggersome in the sense of just being authentic, saying your truth, speaking your truth, expressing authentically as you actually feel and not contorting yourself to please people or to appear a certain way. When you do that, that is a pattern interruption for people where it can literally pattern interrupt people. And that is the trigger where that actually shifts people out of a reality that they were on autopilot within and triggers them to have to experience and entertain an alternative perspective. Mm. Now, when we do that, when we are our authentic selves and we're okay with triggering people, oh, they're not really going to like this, but I'm still going to say it. I got to say it. It's my truth. Or, oh, no one is speaking to that. No one is seeing that. I'm going to acknowledge it. Like being trigger summer, I look like I'm so extra right now, but I'm still going to show up. I'm still going to shine. You know what? And I'm going to look confident too. That's going to trigger people. When you do that in an authentic energy and with your heart, this is one of the key components. When you do that with love in your heart, even if it does initially trigger people, shift them out of their autopilot energy, kind of wake them up a little bit. If you do it from your heart, it will always shift and recalibrate to an alignment, into a harmony, where that trigger, that what could have once been an issue or a pattern interruption that was challenging or caused some miscommunication, if you do it from your heart and you just hold that and you know that, I'm just speaking my truth, you will be led to say and do and act in the right ways to where that situation actually turns out to be a lot more harmonious. Ooh, you are speaking to something that I can tell, you know, because of your devotion and because you know what you just said to be true and you're the living embodiment of it, you're in a pretty damn good groove with that. But I'm sure there's folks listening that are like in that glitch spot of like, I love what she's saying, but how can one, even if you just give one tip, if they're new to it, how can they begin to depersonalize the trigger? Because I think especially for a lot of sensitives and empaths and people in the space that are sitting with us right now, you know, a lot of people have sensitive hearts and open hearts. And when you know that you're triggering someone, how to not let it penetrate and become personalized for you? Yes, that is a space to navigate for sure. And, and we all, especially as empaths, we all have a navigation with that. However, there is a way to do it. And of course, I've been in both sides where sometimes I've been like caring too much or too unsure or and not really sure. But for the most part, if you do it where you are literally amplifying, like kind of like this light shield of frequency from your heart of love, from your heart, in the sense where you just know before you go into it, even if 
you feel that initial, ooh, this is going to trigger someone, you instantly are like, but I'm doing this with love. I'm doing this with love. I have to be real. I have to be true. I love this person. May they receive it well. Like in your head or encode that energy or just feel somehow, somehow it's going to turn out well. They're going to get it. And you just amplify this knowing internally that ends up reflecting externally. I know it could sound so just, oh, talking about energies, but it is so real. And this is how I've known it to be true and work every single time where you just hold the knowing. And even if they're like, what? You said this, 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 and you still come from that knowing. I'm coming from love. I apologize if that did offend you, challenge you, hurt you in some way. I'm only meaning it like this. Explain or share or open, be vulnerable to yourself and to others in the situation. But if you do it with love in an amplified frequency of just knowing where you're coming from, my intentions are pure. My intentions are pure. That will shift the situation always. And you can express that. My intentions are pure here. My intentions are pure. Not even in a sense of like needing to like reconcile, but just sharing the truth of where the energy is coming from so that they can experience it. They can soften and understand as well. And of course, that's not your responsibility to make them soften or to see how they respond. But, you know, when we're doing this with people that we truly love and that we don't want to hurt and we want to continue to create harmony with, but also need to be authentic with, there are ways to do it to where there is no disharmony within that pattern interruption, within that trigger. There is a significant trigger, but there is no disharmony in it because of how it is held at the core. I love that, that both the trigger and harmony, it's possible to coexist and unify as one. And that was reminding me, I think, I don't know if it was a poem or a song you posted, but there was one line that I was just like gagged over and I put it in the comments and like people were blowing up just like, you know, liking it, liking it because the one line was, her confidence comes from her connection to God. And wow, when I read that, because that's me and that's my path and that's my life, you know, when I have to share or do or make decisions or have conversations that might seem impossible or just so uncomfortable, or you know that they're going to be triggering, yet my confidence and the way I can so impeccably and masterfully hold a line is because of my connection to God. And I know I'm moving from that space. Yes. And that is a foundational knowing that transcends any moment. Yeah. How about aliens? (laughs) You've been sharing about aliens for a while. And then I saw you had like predicted you were on somebody else's show, I don't know, two years ago and said something. And then they reposted that because they were like, look, she called this. And I don't remember what it was, but what's a current hot take on some alien action from you? (laughs) I love it. The alien action. It's going to be like that, actually. It's becoming a lot more common to speak on the topic. And yeah, that prediction essentially was that I was predicting that the government within the next two, three years would start acknowledging aliens as real. And of course, they already have. And it's been interesting. I've been sharing on this, as you mentioned, where there's a whole story illusion situation that I think is being created already within the government where it's most likely there will be some fear propaganda where we are meant to fear and disconnect and detach and be put in a different frequency about extraterrestrials and aliens because once we as humans recognize and acknowledge that there is life beyond our planet, then we become a lot more empowered on our planet because we realize that we are so equal to everyone and there is so much more beyond this space. And that empowerment is obviously scary too the false elites. However, there is and there has already been a lot more divine extraterrestrial connection and unification with our cosmic selves and with humans. So we as humans, many of us are part cosmic, where we do also come from other planets. Our souls have existed on other planets and we come from cosmic DNA. We are, our DNA contains star matter, space matter, And we are also tuned into alternative consciousnesses as well that exist within the galaxy. So there is a connection that we all innately have. Some of us feel more resonant to it than others, but essentially that is going to continue to strengthen in the next few years. And 
depending on who and how and what is desired, there will be more connection with extraterrestrials and a familiarity, a comfortability, and a normality with extraterrestrials on the planet within the next few years. I love to hear it. You heard this current prediction here, folks. <laughs> yep. I'll be the next one to get to re-air the clip to show. But yeah, that really speaks to me. I don't think I've shared on this podcast at all. I'm just not on social media too much, and I've never really done a live. But when I was in Mexico a couple few years ago, I had a mothership experience. And for some reason, for like the first time ever, I felt compelled to go on Instagram live and share. And my Instagram got deleted that day. I lost my Instagram. And, you know, part of me was just like felt relieved. And part of me was like, maybe this is just meant to be. I'm not supposed to be on Instagram anymore. But then a friend was like, you have your book coming out. Like, are you crazy? And then her ex-husband actually helped me get my account back, but it was quite a whole thing because I shared, I really think it was correlated. What are the chances? The one time I went on Instagram Live and shared how I was on board a mothership and talking to this being and gave the details, my Instagram got wiped away. 100%. See, there are certain things at play that are trying to prevent us from like actually sharing and announcing and acknowledging this connection. And also, that's so cool. I would love to. I don't know if you want to share here part of your experience or sometime. I would love to hear about that sometime. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'll share a little bit now. It was really interesting. I'm just in real time trying to tune into like what nuts and bolts of it. I want to share. It definitely happened. I'll start by saying that. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it ended up being kind of a multi-part journey. But as I was journeying, let's say, in a shamanic journey and, and no plant medicines, it's just, it's just me and my connection to the other realms. Yeah, this, this being came to me and it was a very tall, very, very tall light being. I can see his face right now. He spoke to me and told me his name, although we were speaking telepathically, we weren't using our mouths, we were we were speaking to one another telepathically, but looking at each other. And I'm leaving some stuff out, but he, at this point, he said he was to give me a code and asked if I would receive this code. And you know me well enough to know my discernment and just, I'm very, I'm very clear. I'm very clear in a lot, I'm just a clear gal. And I wanted to take my time because while I'm a medicine woman and shaman and I'm in the other realms all the time, this type of interaction is not my daily norm. Right. So in this being was new to me. So I just said to him that I wanted to take a beat and I wanted him to, you know, exit away so I could just take some time to discern, which he graciously did, gave me my space. There were other things that happened, but that night when I was at dinner with my husband, Luke, and some colleagues and friends, scientists and inventors and the like in Mexico, I was speaking to this and one person at the dinner table knew the exact breed beings I was talking about. and. I asked him his take of his interactions with them. I meditated on it later. I determined this was a benevolent being. So the next day I went on another journey. And what was so sweet is when I'm in the other realm, in order to allow my system to be more receptive, we met in this crystal city that I'd never mm -hmm. been to, didn't know existed. There was like crystals coming up, crystals coming down. We were just in this crystal planet, this crystal world that I had never been to. And I did mm -hmm. feel at home there. And we were just like floating, looking at each other. And he said, you know, now are you ready to receive? And I said, yes. And he put his right hand, I don't know which, which hand he used, but he put his hand on my left wrist and I, you know, received whatever the heck it was. I can't put into words. We didn't have a conversation about exactly what he provided to me. I just knew I was supposed to receive it. I did connect some dots later. I did go on board with him on a mothership more than once, had yeah. meetings with military personnel. And I asked, we were docked on this planet, and I said, I looked out the window, and I, it looked to me like what Mars would look like. And I asked if we were on Mars, 
And he said no. And he named this planet. Again, this is not really my forte, so I'd never heard of this. And later when I got out of the journey and went and told people, they were like, you were at, it's this planet called Nib Nibiri, Nibiru? Yeah, Nibiru. Yes. Yeah. So, so I was Whoa. docked, I was stationed there. So I, Whoa. Whoa. and this is like the tiniest cliff notes, but that's some of what occurred. Wow. So powerful, so potent. And yes, I can feel it from you. I can literally feel it from you as well. And often that's what it is. It's a feeling and a frequency where we don't have to necessarily know exactly specifically, I am being gifted my codes of ancient wisdom that connect me to being able to share about this specific animal and share this and now I'm going to create it. But it does channel as a frequency and an energy into what we are meant to do, our divine purpose, and can even help to put us on certain timelines to accelerate our path to advance us and to prevent any unnecessary detours and distractions mm -hmm. to essentially like put us on a more straightforward timeline where it's so interesting. I even feel like that Instagram experience was, could have been, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it helped you to release attachment to the Instagram, to the social medias, to anything like that and really value, okay, what is real? Okay, this is gone. Do I even need this? Do I value myself from this? Nah. I'm actually good without it. Oh, but it is smart. Wow. Okay. How helpful it is that I can utilize it to amplify and market my book. Oh, that's actually very helpful. You know what? I might connect with my friends. Great. You come at it in such a different energy and that can allow for you to channel different frequencies where I was even going to mention, I feel that from your posts as well. I feel like you are, it's, and I just feel you. I truly value and admire and am inspired by you and your energy and who you are as a woman and how you hold yourself and also just how you operate. And I can feel that frequency as well in your content, mm -hmm. in your photos, Thank in your videos, in your writings, in everything, truly. So it is a frequency that you have as well and that is encoded within you too. I mean, I'm, I've felt you always have that as well, but it's kind of like those experiences can amplify that potency that we have. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was incredible. And there were other conversations that I had with this being, and I asked him his permission. I said, am I to publicly share about this? Can I, should I, is that part of the mission? You know, all the things we talked about, all of that, and he was totally fine. And there were definitely some things in these like mothership meetings. I love that. <laughs> I had my mothership meetings where, you know, there were certain requests made of me. I was told that I had been being observed for a very long time. And based on these observations, that's why they were bringing me in and, you know, wanted me to do certain things. And I don't know, I'm still, it's like the jury's still out a little bit. I felt like I couldn't, and I guess still can't fully trust, like when I saw the other side of the other people involved, like actual military personnel, FYI, one's name tag on their shirt, I looked up and exists, like they're a wow. real person. Wow. And I was concerned that my purity and integrity would maybe be like, weaponized unbeknownst to me, like they would ask me to fulfill certain tasks or missions where they're presenting these missions to me like they are benevolent and to serve the greatest good. But then I would maybe find out later that my power and potency and purity was used for bad. And so I couldn't fully say yes to some of the things they were asking me to do. And that's where it's kind of been left ever since. That is powerful. I even just got a ping where it's like that is a past life awareness of yours and understanding where it's like, perhaps you have been of some royalty or power that was utilized against you without you knowing in a sense. And yeah, that energy is for sure. That's not something that we want to follow. And that's even a part of this too, right? Everything on earth is about discernment and choices and how we choose to interact, what we choose to accept, what we choose to do, and how we choose to experience it, where there are benevolent beings. And then, of course, there are also lower vibrational beings as well, cosmic beings too. There are also timelines or missions, essentially, that 
we get to say yes and no to. So it's not that, oh, I was given this mission. I have to, I have to, I can do nothing else but this. No, it could be an awareness. Oh, you know, this exists. Perhaps not now, perhaps in the future, there's something that you have to do with it. Perhaps it's even just an encoded consciousness that awakens within us that becomes contagious as well and can be helpful to the collective here on earth. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. It's like, it's not that we necessarily have to personally do it, but as this consciousness continues to awaken within everyone, we all know, and then we're all on the same page. Yeah. You've spoken to the highest timeline thing a number of times. And I, and I wanted to cover that with you because I went to your Instagram just to see what the latest was in your bio. And I saw that you're here to awaken your highest timeline, like speaking to us that I would say maybe one of your missions here is to help us do that, to awaken our highest timeline. So if you could explain if that feels like a foreign concept to folks, like what that even means and how do you support and doing that for others? Yes. By awaken your highest timeline, I'm referring to activating an awareness and an energy within you that allows you to perhaps perceive differently and open your perspective or perhaps open your heart more and be more compassionate, be more considerate of other perspectives like I share in my stuff or to awaken your highest timeline by inspiring you and making you feel more confident and giving you permission through me giving myself permission to be more shiny, bright and sparkly. So there are all these different energies and ways in which I help to do this. But essentially, awakening your highest timeline is to help put you in your best frequency, your best vibration, to activate your vibration, essentially, so that you do experience your current reality in the best way, in the highest frequency, the most enlightened form of consciousness, so that you then continue creating that reality for yourself. Hi, Soul Fam. If you listened to episode 114 of Ceremony Circle, then you know how deeply connected to and passionate about Kana plant medicine I am. Kana is legal. It is beautiful. It's a heart opener, and it is also known as the happiest plant on the planet. And it is now available to experience in a brand called Ka, a tingling, feel-good Kana supplement in both a tincture and chew form. And be sure to use code CEREMONYCIRCLE at checkout to get yourself a community discount. Kana is an empathogenic plant from South Africa that supports us in feeling the fullness of our aliveness, open-heartedness, and calm feelings around everyday stress. Ka chews and tinctures are handmade, they are safe, they are legal, they are non-addictive, and they invite a deeper connection with yourself and others. I have honestly, personally been so blessed to have been working with Kana the last few years, and I can't even put into words the love and joy and reverence it's brought into my life. So just head to ohmyka.com. That's ohmyka.com. Ka.com, ohmyka.com, and remember to use the code Ceremony Circle at checkout so you can get your Soul Fam discount. Now back to today's episode. You know how people speak to like jumping timelines or whatever might conjure or brew up in you around this because it's such a beautiful concept, right? To think like, okay, I maybe have felt that I've been a little bit morose, which is unlike my nature. And I've just been morose for months and I'm ready to shift that. Or maybe you've felt a little stagnant or stuck in a pattern or something. And you can just tell that there's a different paradigm or a different way waiting for you. What is one practice or step someone can take to like do this timeline jump that folks talk about? Even just in explaining the timeline jump, we could better explain it even by just repositioning yourself. Often when I hear like jump timelines, it's like, what does that even mean? Repositioning yourself so that you do experience in a better way where you can even think of it. If you're a potted plant, the sun shines every single day. 
if that potted plant is moved into the shade, the sun is still shining every single day. But if the potted plant is in the shade, it is literally not receiving the nutrients. It's not receiving the sun. It's as if it doesn't exist. When that potted plant is repositioned into the sun, you can actually experience the energy, the light, that which is present for you, the reality that you want to create. That reality, that sun, that light is always available. Always. So first off, knowing that that exists and perhaps you've just been in the shade. So repositioning yourself through taking up some type of practice, whether it is physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. Feeling into yourself. Okay, is it my physical body that's stagnant? Is it my mind that's stagnant? Is it everything? And then doing something explosive in a way, activating in a way to shift that energy. I find that this works really well for myself, for friends, for clients. Some type of pattern interruption, kind of like a trigger. That's where these things really do come in handy. Something to shift you out of that space. Maybe it is a series of turning on some tribal music and shaking vigorously, pounding on your chest, you know, doing light language chants to the sky, pounding on the ground and getting it out of your body. Maybe it is doing something, oh, it's my mind that is stagnant. I need to post some crazy shit on Instagram. I need to post some woo-woo, some magical, something that my family will probably judge me for. I just have to do it. I have to, I have to get it off my back. Mm. Doing something to shift, reposition yourself. That action also indicates to the universe, as well as yourself, that you are ready for this, that you are attuning to this new reality. And that shifts your energy entirely, internally and then externally. Yeah. And then obviously the next thing that starts to enter into your field are more things that are now in alignment with that place that you have courageously and bravely and potentially vulnerably allowed yourself to shift into. You've done something to tweak your frequency. So you're holding a different frequency. So a different frequency things will come in and then thus the co-creation of more magic happens, right? Exactly. And one thing that I have not covered at all yet on Ceremony Circle is the light language. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is something that you, this is a practice and a way of life that you've had for a long time. You even have a course about it, right? Yes. That people can get from your website. And I took down some of the benefits that that light language can provide. It can empower you. It can heal, align, and upgrade you to your highest timeline, exactly what we're talking about, strengthen your sense of trust, clarity, joy, energy. I mean, there's so many other things that I want to get into, but I would love to take the remainder of our time together to really explain what light language is, how you arrived to it, and then I would love to be blessed with hearing a bit of it. because. Even someone like me that's, you know, been deep in this work for so long, this lifetime, I'm not around too many people that speak light language. So I think it would be a healthy, good dose of medicine. Yes, yes. And I love that too. It's so funny. I'm like, I run into people all the time who are speaking light language, but that's probably because people come up to me and they're like, like just comfortable with it. So normalizing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's start normalizing light language. Heck yeah. Yes. So even with light language, it is such a powerful expression to first even just initially address the confidence, to ignite a comfortability and a confidence within yourself through giving yourself permission to emit light language. So light language is an encoded language that has no specific words or sounds that confine or box in any of the meanings. But instead, it is a transmission of sound that sounds like words, any type of words, different languages, different dialects, a transmission of sound that emits frequency and energy. And so when light language is spoken with this knowing and with a specific intention, then it can be healing. You can use light language to heal people and to have a healing transmission. You can utilize light language to activate people, to bring energy. You can use light language to clear energies and to really do anything. You can use it as a prayer. 
And so when intentionally encoded and intentionally set, anyone can actually channel light language and anyone can receive light language as well because there is no specific word, language, or dialect that confines it. Okay, so a couple of ponderings, curiosities. One, I was kind of getting the visual of two people having a light language chat. And so the beauty of it to me seemed to be, not that it's bypassing, but it's entering into your experience in a completely different way than words spoken. So when I'm hearing you speak light language, it's not like my brain in real time is like, I am translating that. She is telling me she loves me and she likes my cape. It's more of this medicinal transmission where a different, your soul understands it. It's not that your brain needs to cognitively understand. Yep. It's that your soul is hearing what is being said. And then the person that then is exuding the light language Again, it's coming from a different place. It's not coming from mind. I don't know. Am I getting this right? Absolutely correct. Like definition okay. of it, where the person who is speaking it is coming from that space of intention and just feeling. For example, when I want to transmit a specific energy, I'll set a frequency grid where I'm like, I'm tuning into my light language channel to heal, to make these people feel, make this person feel good, to receive light, to receive love to help them feel more relaxed, setting an intention. And then I am speaking in that energy. For example, once we've ignited that, it's like I will be continuing to say and feel that as I transmit. Yes. I am intentionally encoding that energy and emitting that energy, even as I'm speaking the light language. Essentially, that's it, where you do just feel it and you don't need to, exactly as you've explained, cognitively understand with your brain the words that are being translated word for word. It's a feeling. Yeah, I can see how valuable it would be for anybody, but especially, potentially especially, for someone who is just ready to access these different dimensional parts of themselves, because I can see that light language can really open the door to these understandings that if you're just strictly working earth realm, earth plane, you know, waking up at the same time, working hours at the same time, like you're very confined, but then just through having a light language session, all of these infinite dimensions that we all have, various ones open up and you start to attune to these different possibilities of experiencing yourself, others, life, feelings. So I can see how light language is like a real miracle opener is what comes to me. Yes, exactly. Where it is so healing to receive light language transmissions, the actual frequencies of light language, and that does in itself open you up and open up your consciousness, expand your consciousness, open your heart, and literally does heal you and brings more cosmic energy to you. And channeling and speaking light language personally, like each person individually, is so powerful. And that's why I teach it. I teach people how to actually activate their own light language because that act in its own, that experience, that expression is so empowering. Because not only is it a shift of the ego, to let yourself make sounds and words and not care if you look weird or sound weird, but just let it transmit through. But it is a very magical experience as well, where even if you don't initially understand and know it, as you start to speak light language, you connect to a frequency that is undeniable and is unexplainable beyond the words of divine. Mm -hmm. It is truly divine. And that connects you to your personal source where it does increase your confidence, your connection to God, to source, to the universe, to your own highest self, to your own soul by connecting to that and understanding and experiencing that you have a connection of your own. And it is unlike and sounds different and is a different expression than anyone else's. Okay. That is so empowering and healing. 
Okay. So two things. One, the connection to source consciousness, the connection to most divine God is, in my humble opinion, the most important and powerful thing any human can ever experience because all then happens from there and all is experienced from there. And that's definitely the most rooted back foundational piece of my calling with shamanism. It all looks and functions and wafts different smells and, you know, does different things. But the core heart root of it is always getting people reconnected back to pure divine source consciousness. And so this is just a random tangent, but it's bringing me back to when I think we were talking about the alien stuff too, how whatever you believe, you know, Luke, my husband, he has his telegram channel with his theories and thoughts. And I love to talk with him about that stuff. But, you know, I just live in my own lane and talk to God. But I definitely think that there's nefarious folks out there where their main intention and goal is to do whatever they can to keep people held in disconnection from God, because they know the most powerful thing that any of us can do is to hold and remain in that clear connection. But I just... I just like to remind people that literally if you peel all these infinite layers back, what is most important is your connection line to pure divine. There's not even anything I can add to that. That was a straight transmission in its own. Okay. Yeah. And then with the light language, is it important because... I know more from like the plant medicine space where if someone's entering into these and they're new to this work and these other realms and places like there are some really like dark entities and some really shitty shit that you do not want to get caught up in. It's exhausting. It's a pain in the butt to clear. It can wreak havoc on your life and relationships. So is it as important when someone's learning light language because you're opening up right a cosmic channel I assume in your course, like, do you teach people how to make sure that you're going straight to source and all that? Yes, yes, absolutely. I teach that. And it is absolutely necessary to set a specific intention and align yourself to that intention. So as you're emitting light language and expressing it, it is coming from that energy. So having a foundational core frequency of your intention is absolutely a thousand percent necessary. And with that too, light language can serve as many, many different things. So when we're speaking to even doing light language transmissions or healings or prayers or blessings for other people, I feel that it is very necessary and important for people to initially tune into their own channel, their light language channel on their own before giving transmissions and prayers. And of course, there are divine activations where someone who's never heard of it, you know, just starts speaking it and that's the transmission, that's divine. But before doing that, let me give the transmission, let me, it's so important to create and have that connection with yourself and your own light language channel prior because light language serves as many different things. So it can be a healing for some people. I've taken people through light language activations where some of them literally become this angel god. They start singing, their singing voice comes out and they knew they wanted to be a singer, but they've never been able to sing before. And it's literally this angelic voice. I cry. It's like an opera. And there's sometimes I do light language activations with people, and it's literally like an exorcism. It's literally like they're clearing an actual entity. So it's necessary for people to, especially on their own, before providing light language as a service to other people or doing this. And of course, again, if you have a good intention, it will always be divine as well. And if you hold that frequency, that's what it is. But to allow for yourself to go through your own light language healings and experiences with yourself. And as long as you set that intention initially, I'm doing this for the greatest good. I'm tuning to only the highest frequencies of light. I only allow that which is of the highest frequency, benefit, harmony, and alignment, and good to me and to all. And then you channel your frequency from that. Even if it is like some like thing and sounds really dark and, and whatever, that is still divine. That is a healing. That is a clearing that is taking place. Oh my gosh. I love all of this so much. I want to speak to a couple of the other benefits that you had 
listed on your website because I'm sure some folks will probably want to go take your course. It advances your intuitive accuracy so that you can interpret and translate spirit more efficiently. I love that it activates dormant DNA and encoded wisdom within your being, the forgotten. You know, we're all such mystical, multidimensional, shamanic medicine people. And it's like just sitting inside of us, just waiting for something to like put a little a little bubble or a little spark or a little flame, a little something to get it going. Because that's how my entire mind took a divine intervention from an abusive man. But you know, hey, like once that veil lifted, it turned on. And then my responsibility was to live in devotion to the messages I started to receive. But step by step, like everything inside of me just got turned on. So I love that light language can do that. And yes. also grants you higher dimensional access to your own divine memory, opens like we were talking about the communication channels to receive guidance and messages more clearly. Anything with these benefits that you want to just speak a touch more into? Because it's all really beautiful. Yes, those are all essentially also connected to the connection that is curated when you channel light language and when you are comfortable in that energy of your own. And you essentially are able to exactly acknowledge yourself as this divine being. You will experience things and that is a part of it as well. There will be confirmations once you embark this path and you take this step and you are on this journey. There will be confirmations of support to continue to encourage you and to allow you to understand how powerful it really is for you to step into your power and for you to acknowledge yourself as divine and be confident about it. Mm. It's yummy. I want to cover one more thing. And then if you would be open to kind of closing the ceremony circle out with whatever light language, messaging, healing, whatever you and two would be best. I'm randomly curious. I get on TikTok and I'm thoroughly entertained. But one thing that I am curious your take on, sometimes when I'm scrolling, I personally don't like when there's somebody that's just instantly like doing light language. And I'm just like, hold up. Like, this is to me just 101 invasiveness. Like, start your video with saying like, in 10 seconds, I'm going to be channeling a thing for healing your root chakra. Like, let me decide. Like, I can't stand when I scroll and somebody's just spewing the stuff. What's up with that? Yes. Yes. Okay. So hilarious. It's so funny too and aligned because I literally just cut a video speaking on this topic Oh, funny. where it's like, hey, friends, okay, let's understand this is really different, really out there. Not everyone is accepting towards it. We want people to feel comfortable with it though. So we don't want to just start spewing and like without consent, you know, just like forcing this light language transmission on people who aren't going to receive it. That's not what we want to do. We want to honor the frequency, actually. We don't want to disrespect the light language, even. There is a specific energy and cultivation that is required for the receiver as well. So exactly that, as you're saying, where it's like, let them know where it's like within a few seconds, this is what I'm going to be doing. Like, this is what's going to be happening here. And then people can decide and even just prepare themselves because I personally feel that too, where it's like consent is required for a transmission. Yeah. A specific space and environment is also required. So it's knowing that as well. Yeah. And it also almost feels like this is a strong way of putting it, but it feels like disrespectful to my sovereignty. It's like as a sovereign being, you haven't yep. given me a moment to decide as my sovereign self if I like what you're dishing out, if I w am in the mood or place in life where I want to receive, you might think if you show up on my timeline, I'm meant to receive your root chakra healing. Well, Let me freaking decide that. <laughs> I, I can't stand when they're like, if you're seeing this, you're meant to receive this prayer. And yep. then they just start like doing yep. stuff no, with their like... hands. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sovereign. I decide, you know, like, thank you. No, thank you. I love that so much because it really is something that is necessary and required too. That's even coming from a specific energy too. If someone is just like posting that and just like forcing that transmission, because light language has different themes, 
it's like, what is that theme energy? Mm. Is it like, maybe I don't want a tumultuous, volatile heart trauma healing right now. That's not the light language energy I even want to experience to where it's like, that actually isn't what I need. That actually doesn't feel good to me. So it's also knowing that too. It's like tuning into what transmitters or even like light language dialects even resonate with you. Where for some people that like doesn't resonate with people. Like there are lots of different energies and frequencies that can channel through and that you can tune into. So we also resonate with different ones too. So funny. And thanks for, yeah, getting into that little tangent with me because I haven't been able to ask anybody else about that. And it's something that's been driving me, not crazy, but every time I notice, I'm like, this just feels weird. Who can I ask if they agree with me on this? So thanks for going down that little rabbit hole with me. And I knew that because I wanted to focus on light language with you, we wouldn't have time to even open the door to your music, which is actually potentially the biggest thing that you're known for. So we'll do an interview with you where we don't talk about that at all. But for anyone here who doesn't happen to already follow you, which on Instagram, you are at Activation Vibration, right? Yes. On Instagram and YouTube, it's Activation Vibration. And then on Spotify and iTunes, it's Activation. Okay. Yeah. So Heather is very well known globally for her music and I love it. It streams everywhere. You do a lot of collaborations. You're starting to do more live performances, if I'm not mistaken. So even though I, again, wanted to really do the light language deeper dive, just know that her music is probably what you're most famous for, right? Yes, it's my biggest stuff. And I created the genre of light language music where I even make a lot of light language music specifically, like Kundalini Rising and a few other songs are light language transmissions with specific intentions. And yeah, I'm curious to anyone listening, listen and feel if you feel a specific intention Mm. from each language song, because they are very specifically encoded. And I feel like that's even why they are so successful. I love that. And the one thing that I know if I got off the interview and I'm like, oh, I didn't ask her this. You and I have just talked personally as friends about this one attribute that you have and I wanted you to to speak to it it's it's your magnetism and I know that at times it might feel like a blessing and a curse potentially I know that's a strong word but what is it about you have you figured out what the deal is why are people so drawn to you like you know, we could be at a a spiritual event and there's a lot of really well-known authors and spiritual guides and leaders and teachers there. And I'm not saying any of this is good, bad, right, wrong, but let's say there's 15 really well-known, reputable spiritual guides there. But again, just based upon how each person's mission is supposed to work at that particular event, the one guide might just be chilling on their own and they can walk around the festival and they're just doing their own thing. But you hold something where it seems like hordes of people just, you're like this light magnet and people just flock to you and just really gravitate to you in a profound, strong way that is pretty unique. So I just would love to hear from you why you think that is, why you think that might be part of your mission, and how you've handled that throughout the years. If I were to even just answer that on like a very personal level, not like giving advice or teaching others how to do this, I would honestly genuinely, because it is a thing for me too, I do experience that as well, that reflection where it's like, okay, this doesn't really happen to other people. Okay, I do have to like be in this different way or this does happen or honestly if I were to say what it is I feel like it's genuinely my love my love my love and that may sound so simple to people but it is not simple at all it genuinely feels like I love things so much I love people so much I love the moment so much I love nature so much I love every experience every breath even every interaction And I realized this. It's like, okay, not everyone sees like this. I see so much with the eyes of love, especially in those situations and any of those types. Of course, I have my own, you know, when I'm alone and having to go through my transformations, I'm seeing, you know, the worst so that I can transform. And 
But for the most part, I am choosing to really see the higher perspective for everyone, within everyone. And I think that does actually open me up to a different reality, a different perspective and consciousness to where I can see even more love in people that they haven't seen, that they haven't seen, and that they may not have fully acknowledged. And I love them through that. So I feel like people can feel that love that I have. And that is something that is innately within all of us, that we all do have. And it's just been so distant. So it feels familiar to people. I think it makes people feel comfortable. And inside of my head and my body and everything, it's like, I love this person. I love this person. Oh, they're so cute. And they're so sweet. Oh, look, they're doing this. And it's that this happening. Thank you for sharing that, honestly, because just wanted to get your current day, present moment take on that. You know, I've seen it a bit when we did the rewilding retreat or whatever. Yeah. And so it was really fascinating for me to watch how that worked and how that seems to be so much a part of your path. And has it ever, though, been hard? Absolutely. And that love can also translate into different energies. That love doesn't always mean just soft and gentle, soft and gentle. That love can be if I'm helping someone move through like a demonic attachment or something like that, that love that I see is powerful and fierce and like aggressive in protection of love. It's this exuding frequency that I am having. I think it goes into what I am intending, my intentions, what I encode within myself. And so with that as well, the love frequency when I am seeing everyone with this love and I'm feeling this love, and even just it's happened before where I'm not even sending love to others or feeling love to others, but I'm just feeling love in myself and people will take that as Heather is in love with me. Mm-hmm. Or if I do love someone or, or share something or compliment something, it can be taken because not everyone has experienced that level of love or being seen before they are convinced we are twin flames. That means we are twin flames. We are meant to be together. Heather is in love with me. Like that type of thing, which that has created many interesting dynamics that I've gotten to navigate through in the past. But I have shifted now to a space and really a lot within the past like year or two to where I am able to maintain this frequency and this love, but also have boundaries, Yeah, create a container for myself that keeps me protected beyond the perspectives of others. And then that prevents distorted projections mm-hmm. as I keep my boundaries. Yeah, that's a lot to navigate and I can understand. And then my last little curiosity with it, at this point, because you've kind of been refining and I want to say perfecting, but refining this and like, you're like observing, you're like, oh, okay, I could, if I shift this a little bit, do you feel at a point where if you go to a big public, especially spiritual gathering, and on that day, you are feeling more insular and just more tender and you're not really wanting the whole flocking hordes, are you able to do a certain container that allows that to be? And on days where you're like, whoa, let's like just be free spirited and everyone, you, you can come chat. Like then you can open it up a different way. Yes, that is exactly how I have refined it, actually. Okay. What I'm, I was literally speaking to over the past like year or two to where I am now able to hold my energy into where it isn't exuding so much to where it's attracting everyone. It, I'm able to keep myself in my space And I've also just shifted to where I've given myself more permission to not be that all the time. Yes, I am able to provide that for everyone. That's not my responsibility. That is not. And if I don't feel like doing that today, I'm not going to be doing that today. And of course, it still will naturally happen to those who resonate and who can meet me at the calmer frequency or the, the different frequency that I'm at. But yeah, very much so have allowed myself to create my own container. Great. Beautiful. Thanks for speaking to that. Oh my goodness. Well, I have loved this organic, flowy river, divine river time with you, sis. It's always great to see you. And I hope you're enjoying being back on the West Coast again. Is it feeling good out there? Feels so good. So good. 
Well, I'll let you close this ceremony voyage up with blessing us with any sort of light language you wish to share. Yes. Thank you so much. And yeah, with this, thank you so much, Allison. Always, I appreciate you so much in the space that you are creating for others and the information, the love, the transmissions that you share through this and through all of your ways. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who is listening and also in their own way attunes to their own highest frequency of light and honors their authentic truth and is expressing as they are meant to, honoring their mission and purpose. Thank you to you. And with this, allowing your body to be comfortable breathing light throughout your body and being as oxygen, letting the oxygen transform into light, igniting your cells, in this comfortability, relaxed. Shwalaha siyan shwa siki atwe shyam bwara secha shwes. Shwalakua setiakwara satan duachwat. Ish akawa seti ashe sulfum puase alakwe. The hasian tishir kuas e yakwal. Chuan Boaka Sianter. This Yashuan Afuan Boas, a Catan H. Well Embiat. Ercitia Lachesia Waha Kiaswen. Tuanasir Eshian. Twal Afua. Ek Asir Ante Diandash. Tuanan Ekiam. As Atwa. Twansaki anate dirashwa. Chuan de shiasa. I could have just hung out in there for a long, long time. That was <laughs> so beautiful. And feel like I want to take your course. And what's your website for the people to find it? It's activation vibrations with an S dot com. And then that leads you to the light language course. Okay. And what a fun exploration, because like you said, everyone has their own dialect and way of connecting and expressing. So it'd be such a fun exploration to see what your light language dialect is, right? I mean, I'm curious. I thoroughly enjoy yours. Yours is my style. Thank you. I, I feel like yours would be similar. You have this ancient wise woman encoded frequency that is also so young and fresh at the same time. I'm excited to hear yours. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. And again, you know, as always, we'll put all the links to everywhere you can find Heather in the show notes and on the Instagram post, you know, YouTube, the music streaming platform, Spotify, of course, her Instagram. Do you do TikTok? Every once in a while, you know, yeah. I'm on there every once in a while now. Yeah. Yeah. I was on there. They like, I don't just want to say they hired me, but they they paid me to get on TikTok and, and I did. And then once the contract was done, I haven't posted in like three years. And I'm glad I did it. And I do like it, actually. I just haven't had it in me to get on there very often. So, Same vibe. Yeah. 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 But, I, but I like that it's like more quirky and weird than Instagram. Yeah. It feels a little yeah. bit more my lane, to be honest. Agreed. It's just such a vast open world to every and everything at once. It's a little overwhelming sometimes. I'm like, I have to prepare myself prior to going into the app. Well, thank you for covering so much ground and for being the first person to open the door to what light language is with my soul family. I know they appreciate it. And I love you and thanks for being a sister and a friend and an ancient dear soul family member of mine, Heather. Thank you, I love you. Thank you. I love you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm so appreciative of you, what you're doing, who you are, what you create. And thank you for creating this beautiful space for your people, for your soul family, for our soul family, for everyone. Thank you so much. And thank you to the ones listening to you, sending you so much love. love yes. And yes. Love and blessings to you, soul fam. And we will sit together again next time. Woo-wee, what a powerful voyage that was. 
It is always so fun and such an honor to share space with these beautiful beings willing to generously share their time, wisdom, and energy so we can have the opportunity to enrich our own lives. And we will always share each epic guest's links and contact info in the show notes that are on my website, alisoncharles.com, and also in my weekly Ceremony Circle podcast Instagram posts at I am Allison Charles. So it makes it easy for you to connect more deeply with them. And fam, you know by now all the heart I put into creating this show. And I would love to be able to continue providing this free content for a long, long time to come. And what would be most supportive in me being able to do that is if you have ever felt you've gained anything positive at all from listening to a Ceremony Circle podcast episode, if it's brightened your day, if it's given you clarity or insights you've been waiting for, if you felt a healing shift during one of the closing ceremony practices, anything at all, if you can just stay on whatever platform you're now listening to this show and simply go to the rating and review section and share even one reason why you're grateful for Ceremony Circle Podcast. Sacred reciprocity is a big deal and I deeply appreciate you giving back to me so I can keep creating and providing. Sending you so much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.